Hi. We're back. It's Confrontational Millennials with Nikki Alley. And Belle Mars. Um, how you guys doing this week? Yes. Yeah. A lot of communi- discommunications at work and uh, internet and other things have been pissing me off, so there's that. Oh, that's all part of Mercury Retrograde, my friend. All part of it. I had to, I was coming back, I was at George R. Brown this week for PBIM, um, and I was coming back, I'm just trying to drive home, and uh, my, my, like, my phone would not connect to my car. So I had to, um, that was a mild inconvenience, I just had to, like, turn off my whole audio system and just use my phone, like, the regular way without Bluetooth, so... But oh, I know, right? I know. I'm just like, oh gosh, so inconvenient. But I'm like, listen, most people don't have this anyway, so it's fine. But uh, yeah, so it there have been a lot of things that have happened this week. Um, real quick update from me on love life situation. I have, I don't know if you can call this breaking up or whatever, but I have decided to stop talking to one of the many men that I'm talking to. Done, done, done. <laughs> Because, um, yeah, he's got some issues to work out. And um, I cannot deal with that. It's very frustrating <laughs> to, to, like, you know, attempt to deal with my own shit. And then on top of that, you're also doing insensitive shit, like, at the same time. So I don't... That's over with, thank God. Um, and then one of the other... I'm not technically talking to this guy, but, like, one of the other guys that I know has round like in a roundabout ass way mm. bickery roundabout ass way asked me to lunch this week so, so it's kind of like haunting you he disappears and come back to just like random flare-ups i don't think i would call this like haunting or whatever we do i want to say this we have a professional relationship let's just say that so he we don't get to talk that often especially because i've been super busy like i have not even been at the office like that often this week so i haven't really gotten to see them except for on friday and um i flirt with this guy by bickering with him <laughs> i don't know why it's so fun but like Willie, like, through our bickering, like, he was like, you should invite me out to lunch. And I'm like, um, or you could invite me out to lunch. And he's like, well, I accept your invite for me to invite you out to lunch. <laughs> it's like, that, I don't know why, but that was really fucking cute. Okay, <laughs> sure. So we'll see how that goes, if he even remembers. I don't know. I'm trying not to have very many expectations, but... Yeah, so that is my love life. My professional life is going pretty well. It's very hectic. Um, and yeah, Mercury retrograde is coming. But let's not speak anymore about that. And let's get to our favorite our favorite segment called The Good, The Bad, and um, Black Men Are Turning Out to Be Really Ugly. Mm-hmm. Well, they're acting really ugly, not... Well, I'm just going to say some really hella bad apples. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say about Mars? Mm. Well, I'm just thinking, let's look at all uh, male role, black male role models, because mm-hmm. I know with the prison to pipe... Um, pipeline school, to prison. Yeah. School to prison pipeline mm-hmm. is really strong, especially in the black community and 
Southern Hispanic community that there's very few black role models. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. probably you get more positive of those like mm-hmm. teachers and educators, black men tours. Yes. So. Black men tour. I love that. Oh man, we, we definitely need to mention later. Well, I guess I can mention right now, but I, I heard on another podcast actually about um, this thing. It's called Black Men in White Coats and it's actually in Dallas. Oh. here so it's basically a program that where they're trying to incentivize like younger black boys into getting into the medical field mm. so and becoming doctors and, and which i'm like hell yes but apparently like yeah like the um the amount of black men getting phds has decreased since like it's been like the lowest i guess since in 2011 that it ever has like it was higher in like 1970 something which was way harder for us to get doctorates (laughs) yeah and the sad thing is that less and less black men are going to like higher education so there's more black women who are doctors compared to black men so i remember i was reading on uh, dear harriet a site that said like for every black there are five black people that go into um law school Three of those are women and two of those are men. Right. So I'm guessing it's probably going to be more than just five. So multiply that out. That's probably like 30 black women to 20 black men. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that gap kind of widens. depends where you go. Right. So. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's difficult. But um, we'll come back to that. But speaking of shitty male role models, um, R. Kelly has been charged with 10 counts of criminal sexual abuse. Yes, um, I mean, he was a part of our childhood. I mean, he did wrote, I believe I can fly that's for right. Space Jam. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, he has to be canceled. But I remember mm-hmm. listening to NPR, and they were saying that even though, yes, he did got arrested for sexual assault, considering back in 2001, 2002, he got arrested for the same exact thing, mm-hmm. but it took him like six years to go to trial, and he got off scot-free. So, yeah. I mean, do we have high hopes for this one? No hopes? Um, I don't know. See, of course, the, like, optimist in me, like, wants to say that, yes, like, he, this this will be different. But, I mean, the world is shit right now. So, like, the realist in me is, like, I don't know if they're going to give him anything more than a slap on the wrist. I think, or like a couple of years in jail. My dad said something interesting this morning, actually. He was like, they'll put him in a cushy cell next to Bill Cosby or something. <laughs> and I'm like, so much confidence, father. Um, but yeah, he he's in police custody right now. Um, as far as I know, this, when was this updated? This was updated last night at 10. Um and you know, of course, there are people who are like, everybody's lying. He didn't speak to the media, but he turned himself in. But like, this is also the same person that basically admitted to you that he did it and you still didn't do anything. So, but you know what? I'm going to try to be positive. I'm going to try to put these positive th- thoughts out there that, you know, the, the Chicago Police Department is going to be more than shit and they're going to actually go through and the like the lawmakers in um, in uh, Chicago are going to actually throw this man in jail where he belongs and keep him there. So that's what I'm going to put out. Those are the vibes I'm going to put out. But I mean, like, because that's what this man deserves. He's been, what, like how many? 
since the 80s, actually. Right, yeah. He's, um... So, damn, God, near 40 years. Because he was, because he's in the Chicago area, he goes around the high school, go picks up girls, and then he married underage Leah. Mm-hmm. That marriage was an old. And then the P-tape with Sparkle's niece. God, it's just, it's so disgusting. How can you let just, like, a disgusting man like this walk around? Um, Money and influence. Right. Um, well, but... You know, somebody, I think I heard that somebody had released a new video with with new evidence. And so hopefully, hopefully. There's a third take, a second one Michael Avenatti had with a female describe her genitalia as 14 years old. Zach Frey's 14-year-old pussy. And she said that at least six times in the video. And R. Kelly said the same thing. So I'm thinking, yeah, it doesn't look good. And R. Kelly says it's not him, but it has a mole on the back. So I'm guessing we have to go see R. Kelly if he has the mole on the back as well as the man in the video. I mean, I feel like, why are we even going through all this trouble when he basically admitted he did it anyway? Like, he said that they should have said something a long time ago. Oh, so your ass knows that you did some shit, and you still didn't. You're a piece of garbage. He's a piece of hot garbage, and I want him to be thrown out. <laughs> yep. Just... Remix to ignition. He's gonna go back to prison. <laughs> oh, God, please let it be true. Get some convictions. Convictions. Yes. Um, and other news of disappointing male role models, Jesse Smollett, his... This story is getting more and more convoluted the more and more I learn about it. And I don't know how to feel, okay? Like, let's see. Let's pull up the latest Jussie Smollett. Um, I don't know, something. Not memes. I don't want to see memes. <sighs> okay, so according to TMZ that he did not pay the brother $3,500 for attack. They mm-hmm. said that the five brothers just trained him for five weeks so he can get in shape for an upcoming music video. Said Jesse said Ola had the abs that he wanted like his. So they said they had a five-week nutrition plan and that's what he paid for. Mm-hmm. So they said the brothers had nothing to do with the threatening letter that Justice Smollett got mailed to eight days before the attack. I mean, the more we hear about this case, the more and more questions get raised. Right, yeah. Um, So according to USA Today, um, there are apparently dozens of private and city-owned security cameras that have, like, uh, helped play a role in um, the alleged attacks. Um... Officers were dispatched to investigate brutal racist homophobic attack on Smollett early in the morning on July 29th. Okay, let's just go back. Okay. During the attack, he said two men threw a rope around his neck in the manner of a noose. Okay. And so the the officers, when they arrived there, um, 40 minutes after the alleged beating, they claimed one detail caught their eye. The uh, police officers observed that Smollett had a rope draped around his neck. This was captured on police body-worn cameras. Second later, Smollett asked police to shut off the cameras. Still, police continued for nearly three weeks to publicly identify Smollett as a victim of possible hate crime. Um, they arrested the two Nigerian brothers um, as they arrived February 13th from a trip overseas. Um... Uh, the two claim they both worked on Empire and then Smollett was charged this week with disorderly conduct by filing a false police report. 
And he, they claim the reason for it was because they say he falsely told police that the perpetrators flung racial and homophobic slurs as they pummeled him, poured a chemical substance on him, and screamed, this is MAGA country. Um, he remains free on a $100,000 bond as he awaits trials. Um, the, let's see. Told uh, they gave a video statement the brother and the brother said that they paid that Smollett paid them thirty five hundred to assist with the attack. Which, by the way, if you worked on Empire, I would think that you would get paid more than thirty five hundred. Why would you just agree to that like small amount of money? I mean, on top of that, there were extras. So well, I mean, they're extras, but I'm just saying. Well, one the brother's an extra, and the other one's a trainer. So I don't know. I figured. Well, I figured if you train like. If you train celebrities, you have to get paid more than that. Like, more than that measly amount of money. But whatever, what do I know? Um, Let's see. Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson said Smollett was unsatisfied with his salary for the Fox television show and wanted to use the attack to raise his profile. Police say they learned the details of the conspiracy through the conversation with the brothers. So it seems like a lot of this information that they're using to try to base this attack is from the two brothers. Um, uh, so they got on their radar because 55 city business and doorbell cameras captured snippets of the men's movement as they came to and from the crime scene. Um, those kind of the letters really saw, really saw a timeline where two prison images went. Um, police stated with a grainy video that showed only the silhouette of two men walking away from the scene soon after the attack. It was enough evidence to return to begin tracking them. Let's see, what else? Is any of this important? Um, let's see, security in the, arriving in the neighborhood. Let's see. So apparently they use all these cameras to be able to identify them, but they only provided us with a grainy video. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know. Um, Raven that Small and Abel spoke briefly on the phone more than an hour before the attack. So the, apparently one of the brothers spoke to Smollett before the attack. Um, Smollett told Abel, like the brother, during the call that the attack should be carried out at 2 a.m. at an already location near, scouted location near the actor's home. Um, and that's when they went 18 hours after the incident. They had a phone call apparently and then they went overseas. And mm. to Turkey. Um, the, let's see. Um, the victims would indicated that police see them as victims from small that was wrongly implicated in a hate crime. Blah blah blah. Uh, let's see. What else? Expressed outrage. Blah blah blah. Among what? Oh, what does this have to do? Hold on. Among the victims of gun violence, over three weeks, police were investigating the alleged hoax attack. Chicago and Jordan released 18 killings and dozens of shootings, apparently. Among the victims of gun violence were young-year-old Dijon Irving, who was shot in the head on February 7th that he sat in a car as his siblings and grandmother. He's in critical condition. Um, Smollett's case. I wish that the family of gun violence got this much attention because they're who the ones who deserve. Okay. Well, that is tragic, yes. obviously. Um, see, but, like, I don't know. There's still something, like, weird about this whole thing. Like, I don't know if I entirely believe that, like... 
I don't know. It's hard for me to decide if I believe that he lied or not. I mean, if he did, obviously, I'm going to be super upset. But from what I just read, um, they basically... Uh, they basically decided that these two brothers were the two people in the video because of phone calls and grainy like images in the thing. And then didn't you just say that the TMZ disputed the yeah, claim? Yeah, they said that the 3500 that they were paid was originally just for a five-week program for him to get in shape. Oh, see, like, so... It's just there's all this conflicting evidence coming out and I really don't know like what I just really need somebody to give me a concrete report like stop reporting all of these things and then retracting them yeah like I need you to come straight out and be all like okay we've got all the facts finally and we finally have decided that okay it is or it isn't a hoax that's it stop I think like this is like a ploy like police are just basically drumming up a ploy to get us all angry at this kid at this guy to get us all angry at Jesse Smollett and basically turn our backs like our backs on him which I mean if he didn't yes please and for all into please bring us the the evidence please I want it but like I want it all in one format okay I don't want you to give me like these piecemeal nonsense like oh today we found out like bitch no this is not like a this is just tell me what the fuck happened Okay, like really, like facts, yeah. like not speculation, not his brother's cousin's female neighbor said <laughs> that she saw him, the two of them talking. What the? No, I need you to give me concrete facts, like you, like evidence, like not. I saw a grainy image on a police body cam or something, and then I decided that these two people were. Yeah, well, people of interest, and I should charge two people, so... Because, like, I mean, like I said last week, this is, like, has way more to do with everyone else than it really does to do with him. Because, like, let's be real. What's gonna happen to Jesse is they're gonna find him guilty, if he did do it, uh, of falsely making a police claim and what he's gonna get fined or something he may get thrown in jail for yeah i'm not sure but i think it is a crime in chicago i'm not sure how they'll prosecute it though right that's what i'm saying but even if they did like how long could they feasibly put this guy in jail though or like would they even because again he's a celebrity so like it's not it like for him the consequences are not dire it's really for everyone else the consequences are way worse because not only, like I said before, like you've basically betrayed not only the gay community and the black community, which are both at a setback right now. Like you yeah. don't need either of those people getting, you know, um, being betrayed or being bombarded by criticism any more than they already are. Um, it's just, and you're, you're betraying all your fans, obviously, yeah. but like other than that, it's just like, like, we don't need any more setbacks than we already have, like I said last week. So I just, but I also need the Chicago Police Department to actually do their fucking job and, like, actually give us a report instead of sensationalizing all of this, like... Like, are they sensationalizing it or is really the media that's really sensationalizing Well, like, they have to release the news to the media, do they not? Yeah, and the media thinking, okay, this is what we have. I mean, they have to spin it some way to make exactly. it so. Well, yeah, but my whole thing is, like, why are you giving the media your the background information on this case? 
Like, you don't need to do that. <laughs> well, true, but of course, with the media, it's going to speculate. I'm thinking, okay, this information can get out one way or another, so I'm guessing they probably want to control the narrative or put out the facts of how they see it as out there. Right. I'm just, but like, that's my whole thing. Like, I feel like if you don't have all the facts, you don't need to be like talking to the media, and, he, and if you do talk to the media, you need to, you need to come out and be like, no, the Chicago Police Department does not. Like, you know, TMZ lied or well, USA Today lied or something like that. Like, yeah. you, you need to control this narrative. Like, because that just makes me think that you love it. Like, you're like, oh, look at all this chaos that we're providing. Like, just, and it's not like the Chicago Police Department has a great reputation anyway. They've been called out for being racist assholes before. So, oh, I thought that was just the LAPD. No, I'm pretty sure that's a lot of police departments, but I think the Chicago Police Department has been called out before. Apparently, like, they have made up some story before about, like, some, a black man that they apparently shot 16 times. I can't remember the exact story uh, right now, but the officer in question made up a whole bunch of nonsense before, like, to try to cover his tracks and excuses before he shot that man 16 times for no reason. And it was found out that he was a liar. So I'm just saying, like, you already don't look good as it is. Do you really want people to distrust you even more than they already do by um, making yourselves look like fufas um, and putting all of this nonsense out that you can't even prove to be true? So um, my whole thing is um, Chicago PD, do your job um, because these news medias are not going to stop reporting whatever the fuck you give them. Um, so do your goddamn job, figure out the truth, and if he's guilty, he's guilty, and just tell us, and, like, make it good. But, like, make it good. Like, because I'm not just going to take your word for it. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm, I'm black. We don't trust the police. We don't. Well, I'm thinking kind of like with Kamala Harris, generally, I guess we don't trust the police, is that we don't hate the police, is that, historically speaking, there has been a disconnect between the police and the black community. Yes. Kind of like we have been, like, there's a book called The New Jim Crow, mm -hmm. which showed that, okay, black people are jailed at a higher rate yes. than every other people, blacks and Hispanics especially, mm -hmm. even though if looking at across the crime that, I mean, looking across the board, that every race uh, commits the crime equally, and I really uh -huh. hate the narrative of, like, black on black crime. That's you, not, yeah, that's... It's not like white people don't commit white on right white crime. Like this, just it's what is it? What is, everybody commits crimes against their own race. Let's not sit here, yeah, here and pretend. Most crimes are within races, so you yes. kind of like okay. Of course, if I want to like commit a crime against you, of course it's gonna be black on black crime. Yeah, like and it's not like white people don't steal from other white people or Hispanic people. I think I heard this story just a couple of months ago where like there were some there was a whole bunch of Hispanic people at a kid's birthday party and they just shot each other up for no reason i don't remember what the reason was it was probably stupid but like what are you gonna just call that like, hispanic on hispanic crime what the yes. fuck nobody like nobody nobody like like sensationalizes every other racist crime except ours ours is the only problem like it's not not yours not betty stealing from your like susan's closet or something no it's because laquisha slapped laquanda in the face black <laughs> on black crime what the okay. fuck 
Well, I'm guessing on a more uplifting news, mm-hmm. so Barack Obama and Stephen Curry were talking about it, known as my brother's keeper, mm-hmm. and he said, if you're very confident about your, he just gives advice about healthy manhood, like, oh, if yes. you're very confident about your sexuality, you don't have to have eight women twerking on you. And let's see if I can find the full quote here. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So, and for those of you who don't know who my sister's keeper, my, no, my brother's keeper is. We don't need like keepers. A, Sorry. <laughs> my brother's keeper is kind of like this uh, congregation or grouping of black men who decided, okay, we want to go support healthy black male role models mm-hmm. and stuff like that. What about white male role models? I mean, Nobody, we're not. No, yeah, you don't so. need. And the quote fine. is. We live in a culture where our worth is measured by how much money we have and how famous we are, Obama said, according to the San Francisco Chronicle. I will tell you, at the end of the day, the thing that will give you the confidence is not that. I know a lot of rich people that are messed up. If you're really confident about your financial situation, you're probably not going to be wearing an eight-pound chain around your neck, he continued. If you're very confident about your sexuality, you don't need to have eight women um, around you twerking. So I think that's very good advice for a black men mm-hmm. especially yeah because you know i'm thinking yeah i'm hardcore straight i need all these bitches around well probably bitches around me hoes whatever derogatory term you want to sling around at us that. yeah that just so i think it's really great that there are black men who are talking about this and it's nice to see a great president that you know who is supporting the black community mm-hmm. because you know that was one of his major arguments when he was in office that he doesn't do enough for black people so i'm glad that he doesn't have that pressure i feel like though if he had focused on the black community do you know like what they would have said about him oh all he cares about is black people all he wants to talk about is black people you're a president you're supposed to care about all of us <laughs> please they would have like they would have made that into a problem so quickly. I don't want to hear that nonsense. It's probably oh. a whole bunch of white people. Oh, so hmm. um, my brother's keeper was initiative launched. Oh, well, he uh, Obama helped launch after 2012 the shooting death of 17-year-old African American Trayvon Martin. Mm. About 100 boys attend the first national gathering of the My Brother's Keeper Alliance initiative to close opportunity gaps for African American, Latino, and Native American children sponsored by the Obama Foundation. Ooh. Which is really nice. So they tried, they spoke together for about an hour and they asked some um, questions in the audience and they stoked around and they tried to talk about building up confidence in men because I know a lot of people don't talk about men and their self confidence. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, yeah, as a feminist, I'm thinking as a feminist that you should really work on men. It's not really, we're breaking down male toxic um, masculinity. Toxic yeah. masculinity. And yes, we as women can also. Um, project toxic masculine toxic male Mas- masculinity, masculinity. Uh-huh. on on men as well. Yeah. So I'm just thinking. Yeah, so I'm thinking it's great that to see Obama and Steph Curry and other people. I mean, Steph Curry, you're a great basketball player. I don't like the fact that you think the world might be flat, but thank you for helping. <sighs> Fucking Steph Curry, you too. What the fuck? <laughs> 
See, this is why, like, like, okay, let's go to blackmail role models now. That was the topic for today, but we're just going to interweave it with, like, this topic that we're talking about right now. Because I can't, I can't. Like, every time that we find a gym, you know, mm-hmm. like a gym in, in men, like, who's not toxic, masculine, who isn't, like, walking around cheating on all these women, who, like, on his wife or whatever, who isn't a piece of garbage, Okay. <laughs> He always says something fucking stupid. <laughs> okay? Like, first, who was Bill Cosby turned out to be a fucking serial rapist. And then, um, even the, like, f- like, partially good ones. Like, you know, Jay-Z. He's still a cheater. Um, and then now you have Steph Curry talking about how the earth might be flat. Fucking get out of here, Steph. Well, I'm guessing there's still LeBron James. I mean, he's a positive male. I mean, he married his wife, um, his high school sweetheart, oh. and he's still with her. And extra point for her being black, so yes. fist bump and dark skin. And also, he built a school in Ohio. His that's homeland. true. His homeland. I mean, it's his <laughs> My homeland. His hometown in Ohio to help young black children, young black boys. Mm-hmm. I think that's excellent, and he's a great basketball player on and off the field. This is true. Until you fuck something up. I'm just kidding. I, you know, I want to believe in black men. I think a lot of people feel like. We oh, he want... suggests Steph Curry doesn't think the world is fat. Okay, right? thank God. He thought suggested that the moon landing was faked. Good <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> he said it as a joke. Okay, good. Because I was about to say, I don't have time for your nonsense, Steph Curry. Okay, good. Because if he, I don't have no. Okay, so Steph Curry is okay. But still, like the the whole point is, is that you really don't. It really sucks, though. I think for us as a people to hear things about like you know bill cosby's like bill cosby's and potentially jesse smollett's or um you know i mean i'm sure if i looked up on the internet how many black men have failed us (laughs) james brown's pretty sure he was charged with like well he wasn't charged but i think he abused like one of his like female one of the female Mm. artists that he was with and she like developed like a tumor because of it um but like i just it's just it really sucks like i think it really sucks for everyone involved um i'm not and obviously us the most like black people the most but like it really does it sucks for everybody like michael jackson potentially like we still haven't seen yeah i mean i gotta say even if he did or didn't it is very very hella weird and if i was a parent i probably wouldn't let my children stay over at his house yeah that's that's also bad parenting but yeah no that's you don't do that you know why would you let your kids stay over at a grown man's house i'm sorry I did, and like not just like I wouldn't let my kids stay over at a grown woman's house. I don't know you like that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like unless they have kids that are, and maybe that's just because I was raised really conservatively. But like I remember, I only went to one sleepover my whole entire life. Wow. Yeah, and like that was after my mom had made sure that the place I was going, like there were there were no men there. Like, the dad and the, the, the son went out, like, on a camping trip or something, and that's why. There's the only reason she agreed. Like, because if there had been men there, she would have been like, hell no, you're not going. So, yes, I've only been on one. But, like, I think that that's just... 
the whole point of it is, is that, you know, every time you think you get, like, a decent male, the only ones, I love Terry Crews. Terry yeah. Crews, I think, is one of the like one of the few people I can think of that hasn't royally fucked up. President Barack Obama. Obama, yes, very good male role model. Um, even if y'all do have some criticism about the like his involvement in the black community, like I said before, I think he wasn't probably like super pro black when he was in office because somebody would have criticized him for that, and then somebody probably would have you know um, like he would have gotten major backlash. So. Um, but yeah, Terry Crews, Barack Obama. Um, who else do you think is a good male role model? Um, maybe Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, if it doesn't turn out that he, what didn't somebody bring allegations that he raped them or something, or was well, it sexual one assault? One was a well, sexual assault. He said that they did have a sexual relationship, but it wasn't assault. Another woman said that he touched them. He said it was kind of like a photo. So I'm not sure. So that's what I'm saying. Like, and it sucks because I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like, he's like the the he's just like brains, and it's beautiful, and he wants you to learn about space. Okay, who doesn't want to learn about space? Why are you ruining space for me, Neil deGrasse Tyson? God damn it! Historical role models for today's black males. The positive, the power of positive black male role models. Yeah, I mean, there's also Will Smith. I mean, you may yeah, not like his. Parenting. Oh, well, about to say his kidding. appearance in Aladdin. As oh genie. yeah, yeah, that whatever. But I'll I'll let that go. <laughs> but I'm thinking he he he's. I think Will Smith is a good role model. I mean, he went from parents just don't understand. I mean, and his kids seem super duper woke. It seems like they're on weed, but I mean, yeah, like uh, you can uh, you can talk about how Jaden Smith is weird as hell, but uh, all most people are weird as hell. Jaden Smith just doesn't hold back his weirdness. Okay, he's just super. I feel like Jaden Smith is just super genuine. Yeah, I think he's a cool dude. I mean, some of yeah. his movies suck. I try to watch that Neo mm-hmm. Yokio. I couldn't. I just one episode. I mean, I want to like Jaden Smith because he seems like a cool dude. I mean, right. I can imagine just hanging out with him. But yeah, and also another uplifting news: the uh-huh. editor of the Alabama newspaper he actually uh, wrote in a newspaper that the Ku Klux Klan needs to ride up and rise again and go take the Democrats out. He's been replaced by an African American woman. Finally, thank God. For that newspaper. So yes. Oh. Great segue into good female role models. Um, so yeah, let's talk about ten incredible black women you should know about in honor of that great accomplishment that this black woman has managed to do. Yes. Uh, let's see. This is from CNN. Thanks, CNN. The first published poet was Phyllis Wheatley. She was the first African-American poet to publish a book. And she was born in 1753, and she was brought to New England from West Africa when she was eight years old. Um, she studied English literature, Latin, Greek, and the Bible. Mm. So she could school you bitches. With her family's help, Phyllis Wheatley traveled to London in 1773 and published her first poems. Soon after, when she returned to America, she was granted her freedom. Yay, Phyllis. Her first college graduate was Mary Jane Patterson graduated in 1862 from Oberlin College. Ooh. Let's see. Um, three years after her completing her studies in 1862, Patterson was appointed a teacher assistant in the female department of the Institute of Colored Youth in Philadelphia. 
She later taught at preparatory school for the colored youth, renamed Dunbar High School, serving as the school's first black principal from 1871 to 1874. You go, girl. Nice. Yes. The first nurse was Mary Eliza Mahoney in 1845. She was a cook, janitor, and washerwoman before she began working at the New England Hospital for Women and Children. When she was 33, she entered hospital's 16-month nursing program and earned her certification. In her 40-year-long career, you go girl, Mahoney directed the Howard Orphan Asylum in Long Island, New York, and was a founding member of the group that became the American Nurses Association. All right. After retirement, Mahoney continued to fight for minority rights and in 1920 became one of the first women to register to vote in Boston. Ooh, the first bank president. Ooh. Maggie Lena Walker was the daughter of a former slave and became a teacher and established a newspaper before founding St. Luke Penny Savings in 1903. Um, in chartering the bank and serving as its first president, Mitchell broke gender and racial barriers. She later served as a board chairwoman when the bank merged with two other banks and park the parks oh, the park service reports. The resulting entity until 2009 was recognized as the nation's oldest continually African-American operated bank. Um, uh, the first to refuse to give up her seat. Oh, I love Claudette Cloven. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this, so listen up, people. Claudette Cloven was the first person to refuse to give up her seat at 15, 10 months before Rosa Parks. Um, in 1955, March 1955, just 15 years old, Cloven was arrested for violating an ordinance in Montgomery, Alabama that required segregation on city buses. Um, she went to jail to, without a chance to call her family. Um, the University of Ohio, Ohio, Idaho. What? Idaho researcher wrote. <laughs> Call, let's see. Um, and the reason why they're not talking about why like, mm-hmm. I find her, inter- her studies was so interesting, mm-hmm. she was also was a teenage uh, mother as well, so she was pregnant and also dark-skinned. Mm-hmm. So they said, okay, we don't want to go have her the face of the bus boycott. Right. So they waited for Rosa Park, you know, a lighter-skinned female. Right, yes, better icon. Uh, professional job, everything, versus a dark-skinned teenage... Dropout girl. mom. Yes, so... I guess it's really the optics. Yep, that's what they were looking for. But she says, being dragged off that bus was worth it just to see Barack Obama become president. She wrote in the 2017 book, Still I Rise. Um, The first White House correspondent was Alice Dunningan. Um, Until John F. Kennedy became president, she was mostly ignored during White House news confidence. Um, That's when Jet Magazine in 1961 ran the headline, Kennedy... And Negro Reporter gets first answer in two years. Um, Dunningham, born in 1906 in rural Kentucky, I'm so sorry, girl, was the daughter of a tenant farmer and a laundress. She began pinning columns at 13 years old. She graduated from Kentucky State University and taught for 18 years before moving to Washington. In 1947, she became the chief of the Associated Negro Press and the first African-American woman accredited to cover the White House, according to Kentucky Commission on Women Foundation. The fastest in the world is Wilma Rudolph. Nice. Um, yes. She's the fastest woman in the world in 1960, and she became the first American woman to win three gold medals in track and field at the same Olympic Games, according to the National Women's History Museum. She also was a champion of civil rights and refused to attend a segregated homecoming parade in her honor. She's like, fuck that shit. I'm going to the white one. Rudolph later earned a degree from the Tennessee State University and was inducted into the U.S. Olympic Hall of Fame. Nice. 
The first Nobel Peace Prize winner was Kenyan environmentalist and political activist Wangari Maithai. I hope I'm saying that right. I don't want to disrespect you, girl. But she's a Kenyan ecologist. Um, and she was an outspoken environmentalist. And she was honored in 2004 for standing at the front of the fight to promote ecologically viable social, economic, and cultural development in Kenya and Africa. Mathai earned a bachelor's and master's degrees at American universities before completing her doctorate and founded the Greenbelt Movement, the largest tree planting campaign in Africa. And she's been recognized as Time Magazine's hero of the planet. That's right, girl. Not even just of the of the whole of Africa, but the, all of the world. Okay. The first woman in space was May Jam Jimison 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 Doctor May Jimison Doctor May So sorry, girl. She's an engineer, physicist, physician, and astronaut. Um, and she became the first African American woman to travel into space in 1992. I'm pretty sure I had like a picture of her when I was yeah. like super young. <laughs> um, let's see. She was uh she began studying at Stanford University when she was just 16 years old and she earned a degree in chemical engineering in 1981, a doctorate in medicine from Cornell University. Yes, girl. She was chosen for NASA's astronaut program in 1987 and became the first black woman to travel to space, um afraid of heights. <laughs> yes, she did that all afraid of heights, but hey, that girl was, like, worth it to become the first black woman in space. And she was also on an episode of Star Trek Next Generation. Hell yes! The first trans politician is Andrea Jenkins, um, who won in 2017. Um, by the time voters chose her to serve on the Minneapolis City Council, she notched more than 25 years of public service. Uh, experience working as a policy aid, nonprofit director, and employment specialist. Jenkins campaigned on issues including including reducing police violence, hell yes, combating climate change, even bigger, hell yes, enduring voter ending voter suppression, uh huh, and making available more affordable housing. All of the yeses, all of the time. She is a writer, performance artist, poet, and transgender activist. Of course she is, cause she's a gem, and we love her, and we love all these women, and um, yeah. If you can't find any good black male role models, just look to the black female ones because we're fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Still and also looking up about black male role models. I got Barack Obama, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yes. Charlton's Hampton Houston. He's known as the in the US as the man who killed Jim Crow. Woo! He was a major player when it came to dismantling of the law set for Fourth by Jim Crow. He's all he was a warrior by profession and had played the role of inspiration for many young African American lawyers. Mm-hmm. Like Thurgood Marshall. Oh, I love Thurgood Marshall. Yes, he's a good he's a good role model. Still have yet to watch that movie. Must watch it. Yes. And Muhammad Ali. There was mm-hmm. there was and it's only one Muhammad Ali in the world. And he was and still an inspiration role for all black people. He may not be the perfect in every way. But he taught us all how important it is to stand for what you believe in and don't let it go no matter what. Mm-hmm. Still has one of the best boxers in the world has ever produced. And he also stood up to Vietnam. He mm-hmm. said, Vietnam has never called me an N-word. That's right. That's yeah, true. So, yeah. Um, those are good. These are good. Um, I'm sure there are tons more male like role models. Um, there are obviously tons of good black female role models. But I think the thing to take from all of these people... Um, even when they do commit scandals is to take from them the lessons that they taught you still. I mean, yes, Bill Cosby is a piece of shit. 
okay? Yeah. But he did play a beloved father for years and years and years. And he probably taught you how to be a decent man before he proved to be an indecent one. Yeah. So, I mean, he should have took his own advice, in my opinion, with oh, respectability yeah. politics. We should probably cover respectability respectability politics in another episode. Oh, yes. Um, But, yeah, like, I mean, I think the important thing to take from these people is pieces of themselves. I know I just, like, criticized the Chicago police for giving us pieces of stories, but I think all of these people, even when they do turn out to be terrible people, except R. Kelly, he's a piece of shit, but, um, like, when they do turn out to be terrible people, I still think they do have something to offer in the world. One of the things that I think that I've learned in the last year is that, um, is, like, redefining soulmates. Um, I think anybody can be your soulmate. It's not just yeah. a romantic thing. And people are put in your lives for a reason, even if they do manage to fuck you up royally. Yeah. Um, I would not take back the fact that I um, was, was in a terrible, toxic environment of a job for two years because it taught me how to be, how to demand what I yeah. want from uh, my workplace. And so I think the same goes for the Bill Cosby's and the Jesse Smollett's and the even begrudgingly R. Kelly's of the world. They still have something to teach you, okay? Bill Cosby probably taught you how to be a good husband or something, or a good father. You take what you need from these people. So, yeah. (sighs) Anthony Anderson from Blackish, he seems like a good black man. He is. I love Anthony. So funny. Um, But yeah, like, definitely take more from the great black men, but still take what you need to take from the shitty ones. Because... At the end of the day, we're all pretty shitty. Some of us are just shittier than others. <laughs> Some of us are just way shittier than others and don't learn from it. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to do some Reddit relationships, right? right. Oh, yeah, because none of you have sent me any emails <laughs> about your problems. But, yes, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. So we found some interesting ones. Do you want to go first or should I? Well, I'll go first. My girlfriend, who's 20 years old, of two years, hasn't spoke to me in two days, and he's 22. On Thursday, my girlfriend was having a very shitty day at work and called me to tell me about when I got off work. We talked about how shitty her day was, and that was it. After a while, me not talking, she asked if I was okay. I answered, yeah. I guess she didn't believe me because she asked over and over. Maybe the tone of my voice was anger or annoying when I said, yeah, again. She then became very quiet, and we sat on the phone, not talking to each other for about 15, 20 minutes before she Ooh. got off to go and eat. I don't do that. Um, I'd be like, oh, bitch, are you going to talk? <laughs> After we got off, I texted her saying I haven't been feeling very love lately since I've only seen her once since Valentine's Day. I've been feeling like she's been wanting to spend time with me. Mm-hmm. Ha- hasn't been. She texted me back saying I snapped at her for no reason and that she was only checking if I was okay and be sure. Also that I say I don't feel love, but that's her way of loving me is different that maybe I can't see it, but she does. I explained to her that I didn't yell and if I did that I was sorry and that was my intention. She did how she always feels like she has to prove herself to me and how it's exhausting. I apologize again and explained I didn't realize the time I said it and it wasn't intentional. She then said she was paying me back for our trip to Cuba because she wasn't going anymore. And that was the last thing she said to me Thursday. I didn't attempt to text her on Friday so she could have time to cool off and think things over. Because I, I would text her in the morning instead. I said 
her good morning just to see if you're doing okay. Hope to hear from you again soon. I love you so much. But she ignored that and instead posted on Snapchat that she wanted to be left alone. Too long didn't link. Girlfriend thinks I yelled at her after she had a shitty day at work and has been giving me the silent jingle for two days. Okay. Um. Where? It sounds like you said that you haven't seen her. So why don't you go in... Look to like look at her face to face because obviously like trying to text her or do communication like in a way that is not direct is not working for you. So if you have the ability to go to her, I would go to her, um, and I would probably well I would obviously like beforehand like try and call her and if she doesn't pick up, I would send her text messages and go like hey uh, I'm coming to see you today, like. <laughs> Like, because clearly, if it bothers you that much, obviously you need to... Well, it should. You should need to work things out. But you need to go directly to her face-to-face and be like, okay, what's going on? Like, yeah. is this more than, like, the fact that I snapped at you? What is what is it? Like, because I can't imagine somebody being that pissy over just the fact that I snapped it so, at you. Yeah, probably. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm guessing, of course, you had a shitty day, and that just kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure how they've been together for like two years, so I'm thinking she probably wants to be left alone. Maybe probably give her some space, let her vent out, Mm -hmm. and then probably give her a day or so, and then probably text her up thinking, hey, I'm sorry. For the tone of voice, do you, I mean, do you st- well, we should probably talk about our relationship because it is, seems like they need a serious talk because, you know, yeah. they're for a trip to Cuba. And then and- she just canceled, yeah. And that that is really, like, that's a lot. Like, that's what makes me think that it's way more than just the way he said something. Yeah. Because, like, bitch, we supposed to be going to Cuba. <laughs> Why are you canceling on Cuba just because of the way I said something, even after I apologized? Maybe she don't believe you or something. I don't know. Maybe this is, like, a buildup. But that's why I feel like I don't know if I necessarily agree that he should give her more time to stew. Because, like, with some women, if you give them too long, they're going to sit there and they're going to bring up every single time you don't ever snapped at her that's ass. That's true. And be all like... Remember that time, February 7th, 2018, <laughs> when you said to me, fine, and I didn't like it. <laughs> so I'm thinking probably don't let her stew, just thinking, we need to talk. Can you talk, okay, right. yeah. tonight? Yeah, like make solid plans. Yes. Be all like, what are you doing? Like, they make backup plans. Like, be like, what are you doing for the next two days or something? And she'll, like... If she doesn't respond to you, you'd be like, because I'm coming over. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to be in your house. Like, if you don't answer me. So, that's how much I love you, bitch. Okay? So, that's what I would suggest. I would suggest seeing her face-to-face. I'll call her a couple more times if she doesn't answer. If she's being that stubborn, then I would go to her place of residence. And I would just, like, post up in there until she got there and be like, we talking. Okay? Cool. Because really just kind of huddling in your corner just really gonna give you some stew because i'm not sure if she's a type of woman that i need some loan blow this over i'm calm and i'll just go on it with a clear mind or she's the type of woman thinking you know what he wants to be like that oh yeah i remember this time this time and then just yes. keep like snowballing to like yes. something bigger and thinking uh-huh. you know what fuck him fuck him we're not together anymore he ate my fries he can't disrespect disrespected me 
Um, but yes, I would say, yeah, uh, good luck, friend. But yeah, I would say talk to her face-to-face. Yeah. Talk to her face-to-face, Colonel Tacos with two Zs. Yes, talk to her face-to-face, Colonel Tacos. Okay, moving on, because we are about to get kicked out. Um, uh, our last one is my best friend. Uh, this is a female, is 38. She says, my best friend died five years ago, and now I'm dating her husband, who is also 38. Five years ago, my best friend was killed by a drunk driver. She was 34 and happily married with a son who was one years old back then. Before he was born, she asked me to come as godmother. I happily agreed. The time after her passing was terrible for all of us. I often helped look after her son. He likes me and I'm important to him, but as much as a stepmother. I also did... Oh, she also never moved in with him. In the meantime, her husband and I got closer. Recently, we both realized we were in love. She was basically single for the entire time, as opposed to my late friend. I, she said, oh, as opposed to her late friend, she's very shy and introverted. And she often, her late friend often tried to set her up with guys, but it wasn't successful. She went, she's only, he went to a single date since her passing. Oh, so he's dated, like, he's only went on one date since her passing. Um... I really want this to work and the stakes are obviously really high. So how can we make our relationships work? How can we tell his son? How can we tell his parents and his parents-in-law? They are very helpful in raising their grandson. Too long didn't read it. I started to date my late best friend's husband. Um, how can you make this work? Well, it's been five years. Um, I think that's important to know. Obviously, like nobody is ever going to fully get over like someone they were happily married with and neither will the parents and neither yeah. will the other parents and neither will well the son was a, a year old but still yeah um um so uh but it's been five years and that's i think that's enough time to have grieved and to move on and if your friend is really was really as gung-ho for you as she sounds like I don't think she would think it's a problem, especially if she loved you. You're two yeah. people that she loves. And um, I think that she would be fine with it if that's what you're worried about. As far as making it work, if the two of y'all love each other and you're willing to work through all of these issues that are bound to pop up just in a normal relationship, but also the fact that he's a widow at one point, like that's also some yeah. extra set of grievances that are on top of it. If you're willing to work through all those problems, yes, I do think you could make it work. Yeah. Um, um, but it is going to take a lot of, it's going to take a lot of communication moving forward, obviously. Yeah. And it's going to take a lot of understanding from your part. I think also his part, but more your part because he lost a wife. Obviously, you lost a best friend and you loved her, but he was intimate with this person. Like yeah, he was, they have a child. They have a child together. Like it's going to be very hard for him to, you know, come to terms with the fact that his child maybe has a new mother. Um, so to tell his parents and his parents-in-law, if uh, you were close with his parent, her parent, her parents, obviously, because you're friends, then shouldn't that be that hard? And if they like you, it obviously, to me, doesn't seem like it would be that hard either. His parents-in-law might be different, especially if they love that girl. Like, you know, like they were supposed to. Um, They might be against it, but you know what? I'm like, you know what? They will eventually come to terms with it, too. They have to. I mean, like, you know, lots of people don't take their, like, parents whole words to heart anyway like they yeah. don't really technically need their approval so yeah they'll either come to terms with it or they won't and i mean they can choose to accept it or not I right mean, 
And, like, you can't let that hinder you. Because if you do, then it's not going to work from the get-go. Um, with his son, I don't know. That's a little more difficult because uh, that takes that takes the steps of you have to tell him about his mother. And then you have to tell him about his mother's dying. And you have to tell him about your relationship with his mother. And you have to tell him. So that's a little... I feel like you need to, like, talk about that maybe when he's, like... A little older or something yeah i don't make them wait too long right like not yeah but go on yeah yeah i'm thinking probably well i'm not sure when is the appropriate age i do want to say before he turns 18 because i'm thinking probably when he's like six or seven or when he starts asking questions about how relationships work or the dynamics of different relationships thinking how to set them down and let them understand i'm thinking sooner rather than later yeah, I don't think you should uh, wait too long to uh, explain it to the kid, but I don't think you need to explain it to a kid, the kid right this second. He's only six. So, um, I mean, if he's asking you about, like, why y'all don't look the same or something, or if he knows about his mom and he's like, where's my mom? Or if he's like, are you my new mom? Blah, blah, blah. Then, yes, you do need to, you definitely need to explain it to him. And you need to maybe include him, like, tell him about your plans. Like, oh, your dad and I are getting married. I'm going to be your new stepmom. I'm definitely not going to replace your mom. Your mom is always going to love you, this, that, and the fourth. Like, you need to... I feel like a lot of people feel like they need to shield their kids, but you, I feel like you need to be honest with your yeah. kids. Like, hey, this is what happened before. This is what's going to happen now. I want you to accept me, and I want to like make this relationship between us work, not just between you, you, you and your dad or whatever, me and your dad. So, um, yeah, but uh, good luck, girl. Um, but I think you could do it. I think it's feasible. Yeah. I think it's, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're not violating your friend's trust or anyone else's trust. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't understand the awkwardness of where you're coming from. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking it takes time. Let the family know and then let the son know as well. Right. But, I mean, it's definitely doable. It's not like this is, you're not the only one, girl. Like, I'm sure there are tons of people out there who, widows, who ended up dating or marrying their best friends after somebody passed. So, uh, good luck. Yeah. We're gonna... Uh, do you have any closing comments, Melwise? Yeah, I'm thinking. Praise out to the causative black male role models yes. out there. Especially mm-hmm. like my dad. I love my daddy. I'm a daddy. I love my daddy too. And also the other hardworking black man out there. Especially single dads. Oh, yes. Or Praise also, to you. Mm-hmm. Or and also married dads. Who mm-hmm. are still there because you know life happens. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, um, I hope everybody has a good week. Um, Mercury retrograde is still right around the corner. Do you know it actually starts on your birthday? Wow. Um, yeah, Mercury retrograde. It starts mm-hmm. on your birthday. Um, so everybody, uh, keep tabs on your communication and plead for Mercury's mercy. <laughs> Um, and uh, as always, we want you to confront all of your problems, good and bad. Uh, and um, yeah, and be grateful for the great things you have in your life. And I'm sorry, I'm so awkward today. I'm just, I'm still reeling over the weekend. But um, yeah, have a good week. Send all of your questions to allconfrontation at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week for the first week of March. Weekend of March, yeah, so exciting. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. Oh, yeah, because Belmar's birthday. <laughs> Belmar's birthday party is this weekend. It's coming weekend. I'm super excited. We're all excited. Uh, but um, 
yeah everybody have a good week bye bye